0: You're
1: listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish
2: football banter. Hi welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums Podcast. I'm John, I'm your host tonight and I'm joined by John and Chris, how you doing? How hey, you hey. doing? Hello John. He's
1: good. That's not bad. How are you? I'm
2: alright, aye. Refreshed after the holiday.
1: I'm ready for something, holidays.
2: Don't get away these days. So I wasn't in Europe, uh, but that's where we'll start with. Hey! (laughs) It's been a busy week, a good week as well, almost 4 out of 4. I yeah, that's
1: what. Ten games and we've oh, we've won eight and won two. Aye, yeah, it's not bad, not yeah. bad. Best since eighty
2: two, eighty What have that season again. Aye, Aberdeen won, but uh, if a if a Scottish team gets the group stages, that's a win
1: these days. I do. Four qualifying rounds for us not to get through. well three for Aberdeen, but four for the others. Aye, it's a big ask.
2: That's
1: does indeed. your start then with Celtic. Aye, it wasn't a great start, was it? the uh, first twenty minutes of that game was um a bit of a, a bit of a shocker for Celtic Conceded he the away goal, which was the the biggest worry. But um yeah, Brendan Rodgers made a few changes to the, the team on the park, shuffled the players about and suddenly Celtic were pretty much running the show after that. So it was um it was a good it was it was good. I mean it became one of those games where it took a while to get the first the equaliser um, but then we got the the second goal immediately after half time um, crack strike Ben Cham with a little drag back in the, in the move uh, and that was obviously either side of uh, Edward. so he got the, the, the two goals the third goal was a, a little chip but um we hit the woodlock three more times in the game, so it was one of those things that we started so badly and then by the end of the game you we were disappointed it was only 3-1. I uh, hope that uh, we don't come to regret those, those uh, chances that get back off the woodwork. but um, I'm fairly confident going into the, the second leg. Uh, obviously the away goals are a bit of a concern, but I'm, I'd be confident to be able to score over there.
2: Aye. And I was...
1: I've not seen anything No, but the only thing I did see is that they started Forrest up front, with Edward, and then that's and Forrest went back to his natural position. Can I for him injured again? He's been out injured. He's injured, and Billy's injured. I don't think Forrest started up front. I think he was sitting in behind Edward. But it never really worked. It's when they put him out wide, and the reshuffle of that seemed to make a big difference because Forrest, Forrest's the kind of player that. His best strength is when he's out wide because he gets to run at the, the full back. Um, so putting him in that kind of behind the central uh, striker or even putting him up front himself it doesn't quite work, it doesn't put his strength. So uh, Once we put him back at the it was a, a, a massive difference in him and a few of the other players. And, um, let's say, something we're just in full control of the game
2: after that. May I start for Gumbo as well?
1: Yeah, I was a bit worried about what the defence was going to look like. Um, I don't think they covered themselves in glory for the Rosenberg goal, if I'm honest. Uh, IR, obviously 12 months ago he was uh, making his debut for Celtic against Rosenberg uh, and he he got the clean sheet that night. Not so much luck this time. Um, I'm I'm still... I don't know what to make of Hendry. He's yet to to really prove himself in a Celtic jersey. Uh, I hope he gets I hope he gets better I hope he gets the chance um, there's a lot of a lot of fans are getting on his back at the moment but I don't really do him any good um, and then of course the other question was would we do it right back because we had not played Gamboa much Lustig was just back from uh, the World Cup so he was, uh, wasn't was quite ready for the game yet but Gamboa all oh, reports um, I heard for the before at the game said he played pretty well so um, I think he's there's a lot of talk about what Celtic need to strengthen in this transfer window and it's quite, a few, quite a lot of people would suggest we need a right back. I'm not entirely convinced. I think we need a centre half. Uh, I think if we could get some of the real quality in there, then we'd, we'd be in a much better position. I don't think, the, other than that, the, the squad needs too much of an overhaul. Um, but no, I mean, certainly a right back. Lustig still does a job. I think Gamboa, if he's given a chance, can also do a job there as well. So I don't think there's much concern there. If anything, I would say left-back's more of a concern because we can't continually play Ciaran Tierney for 60 games a season, every season. We're just going to burn him out if we keep doing that. So he needs a bit of a respite and I'm not sure that's there's anything in the youth squad that's going to do that. Well, it's a, well, we've tried Calvin Miller there, but I don't think that's quite his strength. Um, so if, anything, if I was going to strengthen the full-back position, it would be the left-back, not the right-back. Although it's hard to sell that one because Ciaran is obviously a fan favourite. He's an up-and-coming uh, Scottish international it's kind of hard to sell somebody with you're going to be the second choice life back. So, copy Celtic. Not an easy sell. Potential for another
2: striker, maybe? If Rogers to be two up front that season? Um, I don't know how often he's going to go with two up front.
1: Um, but even if we do, I think. I mean even go back to the Mark De Niel years we had last and Sutton and Hartson it was quite hard to keep the three of them happy and all playing we, we got to the point that Sutton was playing in midfield uh, which was never well he was good at it but it was never uh, uh, as, as, as good in that position as he was up front so I think Gaulman likes uh, Griffiths and Dembele and obviously Edward. Um, I think those three probably enough so no I don't think we, we really need to stay in there unless uh, we, we continue to have injury problems with well, obviously, we've got two of the three out injured at the moment. And I'm hoping this season won't continue that way as it has the last season and even a bit of the season before.
0: Yeah, I think that's the problem up front. I was just going to say, that's I think, the problem with Celtic up front is the, the injury. Because Griffiths is constantly injured and uh, Dembele is constantly injured. Um, I mean, that, this time last year when they played Rosenberg, the two of them were out and they didn't have the extra strike at that point. Obviously, this year the difference has been Edwards come in, you get two goals, and you get that two goal league going over there. Um, but I agree with Chris that the second half is the biggest problem because, uh, I mean, Boyat is good, but he's sometimes suspect. Ayer's still young. Henry, uh, question marks with him. Compa does it exist Univich, um injury prone and a liability so you, you need um, you do need more cover in there without doubt um, but as we spoke about last week are Celtic going to spend that extra money and need to get a quality centre back when it's not a guarantee they're going to get to the last 16 of the Champions League this is where the economics come in
1: given the money we've got sitting in the bank um given the fact that we've managed to okay we've, we've signed up Edward on a big money deal but we didn't bring in a lot of money infrastructure. I'm still I'm inclined to say that bringing in one additional defender shouldn't be breaking the bank too much I mean sp- obviously spend a bit of money to bring that decent defender in and make sure it's, it's going to improve on what we've already got but I'm not asking us to spend like 80 million quid here like a Harry Maguire or a Virgil Van Dijk funnily enough Um there's, there's got to be central defenders out there that are going to be in Celtic's budget and more improve what we've got.
0: Yeah, But we're living in an era now where Martin Wackhorn is an £8 million striker all of a sudden, even though he scored uh-huh. seven goals in Scottish football. So what's an English Championship defender going to cost? I mean, that's the market you're up against. So you're not getting yeah. get much in the, the Premier League. I mean, another example of that is Danny Ward's obviously played, played with for a wee bit. He only had a handful of games for Liverpool. £12 million moved to Leicester. It's, crazy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just it's crazy that's that's not the market we should be shopping and that's the market we should be selling to so again it goes back to like, Virgil van Dijk is a perfect example um, we got him in from Holland, pretty cheap came to Celtic, sold him for a bucket load of money for, by our comparison and even when we, it was 12 million quid or something he went for, even then people were saying actually he probably could have went for a bit more somewhere else, a couple of years later he's gone to Liverpool for 70 odd million it kind of proves the point, I mean, like Celtic, um, we, could we have held on to him and got more money? Probably not, because I don't think they value the, the Scottish market down there. I think he had to go down there to the likes of Southampton and prove his worth there to get that big money move to Liverpool. Um, it would be nice if four teams like Liverpool or Man United or, or, or would come in and get players directly and give us all the money, but let's face it, I mean, we've got 12 million quid for Virgil van Dijk and then an additional whatever it was, percentage we got for the sell-on fee. We've made a lot of money at that, that deal. And so that's, that's got to be one model of the Celtics we've fallen. And then certainly we had, we had the quality of van Dyke for a couple of seasons. So if we could do something similar to that, great. I would like to spend a lot of that money to try and get that quality in. Because, I mean, van Dyke took a bit of time to get going. But once he got going, you could see the quality of him. Um, we maybe need somebody slightly ahead of that position for the, the rest of these so qualifiers and then hopefully into the, the Champions League group stages to Celtic it though? I think maybe this quarter's a little
2: bit in depth this season. It's the bench. There wasn't many the options off
1: the bench really, was there? Not particularly, but we do still have players to come back. I mean, Roderick was... He, he featured, but he came off the bench and he was just back from the World Cup. And... Um, we're looking at what the likes of Johnny Hayes has started to come back. He picked up another knock in the pre-season training as well. Um, so we've got we've got players that are available for different positions. But I say my biggest concern, is, as far as depth goes, is probably the left back position. Um, just about every single position apart from that, we've got some cover for. Um I mean if you're not playing James Forrest we're looking to the likes of Mikey Johnson um coming through the next, was certainly um a lot of a lot of hope for him. Um it's not the same as having a Patrick Roberts on the bench, for instance. Um but I mean last season we didn't have that either because he was injured for so long. So I don't I, I know I've lost a few players um in the summer, like see Armstrong and Roberts and uh, Malouda went back as well um, to, to Chelsea, so I, I don't I don't see them too much as a loss um, but yeah, I mean I would only be looking to strengthen other positions if we were going to improve on what we already had and I think asking to buy in a, a central defender for a good bit of money, having already spent a good bit of money on Edouard, um that might be on-limit. I don't see us spending a lot of money there and then spending a lot of money to strengthen some other positions as well so I, I think all this what's that, sniffing around the likes of um, McGinn at Hibbs, um I have a feeling that that's going to go quiet now because I don't think Celtic are going to match Hibbs' um, valuation of them, And i will just wait it out until January and pick them up in the, uh, the pre-contract. All right, I think uh, at the moment Celtic's position is, this is the offer I take out. have you
2: got just now?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I don't. I don't see McGinn coming in and stamping a place in, a, in that team at the moment either. So I think, from McGinn's perspective, it might be better if he just waits it out this this final year at Hibs and then goes to Celtic in a free if it's, if as Celtic wants to come to. I
2: expect the job will be completed then in the second leg. Um, there's always doubts. Uh, the away goal
1: gives a bit of concern. Um. I mean, I think back to the, the season that Celtic got to Seville in 2003. Um, that season started with a 3-1 home win against Ball. And we lost 2-0 away from home. Dropped us into the UEFA Cup. Later on in that same run, we were 3 one up against uh, Stuttgart uh, for the home leg. Um, and we a 2-0 lead over in Germany. Um, just early on, that kind of killed the tie. Stuttgart got going back to three two, but end up, but that um, was enough to make sure we get through. So, I mean, three one is one of those results where I've seen both things happen, and I've seen it happen in the same season. So, um, I, I say I said earlier, I mean, Celtic should have maybe got more than the three goals that we did get. The fact that we didn't, is a little bit of concern, but to flip that on its head, I think there's still a good chance that they have to go score over there ourselves anyway, um, and that means uh, a wee goal be. We cancelled out and then we're looking Rosenberg going four uh, I think Rosenberg will be a, a, a different kind of animal on their own tough but they're still having all sorts of issues with um, internal problems and replacing the manager with the academy uh, so I think we've probably got Rosenberg at the right time and I would be reasonably confident of doing the job. My worry would be if Rosenberg got an early goal, and Celtic are very prone to losing early goals away from home in Europe. So, I'll, I'll wait and see. i ask me 20 minutes into the game how confident I'm. We'll see.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I was just going to say, yeah, I think Celtic will do enough to get through. I think they've got too much quality, um, but you never know if they lose an early goal. It could Rattle them, but I think Celtic—they've went there before and won one nil. I think it was similar again, to be honest.
2: So moving on to Thursday, uh, the battle of Britain. So maybe not up to what the previous patterns have been in terms of the really Champions fighting out, but still Aberdeen versus Burnley, uh, difficult tie. Let's see for Aberdeen more than held their own. Certainly, first staff Burnley took that. Yeah I, you have the better chances, though.
0: Yeah. yeah, I managed to see the, the game, um, I think the first half way were by far the better side. Um, do you buy as to whether it was a, a penalty or not, I mean it, it was soft, I wouldn't have liked it to be given against us, but um, we'll take it. Um, maybe it was borderline whether it was a definite penalty or not, but um, no, we're happy to obviously take it. And then the question mark was who's going to take it? because. Um, rooney left and Kenny McLean left, they were two regular penalty takers upset Mackay, steven and they put it away very confidently um, and I think for 60 minutes a game we were the better side we pressed them well um, they didn't look great defensively and then I think we just ran out of steam and they showed a little bit of their quality why they were 7th in the league last year um, we were coping well I thought, McK- I thought Devlin had a great game I thought McKenna had a a really good game apart from at the goal. He maybe could have been a bit stronger but it was a clever turn by Vaux and he got the breaker and finished it very well. Um but after all the, the doom merchants like Jim White saying that um Scottish football was in decline it was refreshing to see that um you know we could compete in at least ninety minutes with uh you know the seventh best team in the world as Michael Stewart put it um <laughs> <laughs> sarcastically <laughs>
2: I think the, it was a brave lineup up as well. Ferguson signed. he uh, been impressed with him. But I think maybe there was still a wee bit of uncertainty about who would start in midfield. Probably went a wee bit more solid than what we would usually. Like, Ball, Ferguson's Dan Shinney. I thought Ferguson had a really good game before he got he serve for Gleason. Looks like a, a top-siding. Though, if Hamilton are here that this, he was awful, terrible was playing in the pitch, he was quite night to get subbed because obviously the feet still to get of what's happening there. Um Don Ball back in continued his good form early mm-hmm. and the uh, last season. And shit it's were was obviously home and came in a couple of days before the game and McKinney's put uh once Coke print well were Lennon. supposedly Back. Played plenty against for Watford as well, but he's been undergoing like, injury over the last few seasons. Cosgrove led the line really well. Which was good to see. And I thought again for Kai Steven was positive, all of them good performance was.
0: I think um, my years of listening to dodgy commentary from Red TV um, came came, um, came up better there because um, I just about heard everything you said, John. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, Lewis Ferguson I thought was really good for the 60 minutes he was on. I think he's going to be a good sign. Um, The surprise was Hobin starting. I I don't think he would have started if Constant wasn't fit beforehand, but um, having signed the day before and getting into a big game like that, he did very well. Um, up against Aaron it's not easy but I thought he caught quite well Mackay, um, Stephen McGinn either side were good Cosgrove I thought his hold up work was brilliant but he needs to be more of a goal threat and that's where we still need another striker um, but we'll wait and see um, what materialises um, although Bruce Anderson um, young boy scored a hat trick against Arbroath at the weekend so maybe he'll come to the fore throughout the season, we don't know um, he needs to properly stand out um, but yeah, it was. We'll wait and see what goes on. Then um, Burnley uh, this week.
2: The because goal, much as he's maybe not as just now a goal scorer He's more just what another us into play. Um, the one thing knowing about, but like we maybe never had an natural attacking midfielder that was getting up in support. Then surely we'll obviously get forward. Um, but in. And McKay Stephen were probably getting a bit more to get even further forward because McKay Stephen my was hitting the break quite often. So I think Cosgrove is doing enough just now to say that he's the number one striker. And it's up to, up to me or whether we're still going to get someone else in, which.
0: Yeah, I think we're we'll need another striker. Yeah, I was just saying, May, um, we'll probably all get another striker in. Um, Interested to see if Stephen May gets on, because he's due a good season. I think Aberdeen's going to play in a couple of different ways this season. Um, we'll play differently depending on who we're playing. Um, when we're on the front foot, we won't have as many um, you know, sitting players as we did the, um, last week. But when we play uh, the likes of Hamilton, Livingston, St. Munn, for example, I think you'll see a more um, attacking line-up. That's not saying that we were defensive at all last week, that's not um, what I'm saying but um, you know we had a game plan, we were certainly on the front foot first half Um, draw probably a fair result in the end but we we held our own and we still have a chance, although it's going to be difficult um, with the fact that they've got that away goal advantage Yeah I think you know when
2: you go against Burnley you're not going to maybe be playing an attractive type of game so I think this action was quite right in midfield in terms of competing against what they've got the only real bit I maybe one they
0: he got is in who's maybe a wee bit past it hopefully that doesn't come back on me. he might be past it we would certainly walk into the Aberdeen team so <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wasn't overly impressed with Chris Woods you no know, that's a boy they bought for £15 million pounds for Leeds um, and he, he the, the, Sam Volks looks a better player than him but you know he's he's still someone that can probably come good this week and um, I mean both teams are at the same stage in terms of fitness um, you know this is both their first games of the season so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens this week um, hopefully we can go down there and win but Burnley are obviously firm favourites you've got to say um, but it's been good. It's been interesting with this game. Listening to some, you know, reading some of the guys on Twitter. Um, look, Chris Sutton, love him or love him or hate him, at least he does talk up Scottish football. Whereas you get Jim White, um, you know, who, you know, having done his stint at Scottish Sport all of a sudden went down to Sky and talks sport and has forgotten about Scottish football. I yeah.
1: uh, imagine Jim White sitting there moaning about folk leaving Scottish football for money. Yeah, aye. a kettle black, y'alls, am man it just shows a difference between Sky and BT in a, in a nutshell there. There you've got a Scottishman who's working for Sky who's talking Scottish football down versus an Englishman who played in Scottish football but he's talking Scottish football up for BT sport. Yeah. So there's your difference. Can we get can we cancel yes. the, the Sky contract
2: now and just give it to BT completely? Or do we need to wait the other two well, years? said last season there's plenty to be positive about Scottish football just Yeah. Anyway. So, have you seen Have you seen the video
1: that BT put together for the preview? No, I don't. I yet. seen it on Twitter the other day. Well, that's I think it was. It's a cracking video. It's, it just It just accentuates all the positives of Scottish football. They, they are very keen to promote the game,
2: and yeah. I want that continue. Even if David Tennant, a lot from his size, football probably haven't watched the Scottish game for years. They just look at the league table and go, "All right, the league's not that great." Right? Yeah. How big
1: a gap was it between Man City and the rest of last season? Yeah, exactly. There was a small gap between Celtic and Aberdeen and Celtic and Angels. It was they bring been the one who was, was sitting second for most of the last season. Than there was in England and Italy and Spain and just every, in Germany because well, run away with that, so the, the big leagues all had somebody run away with their, their, their uh, title last season. Celtic so didn't run away with the title. But it doesn't suit their agenda, does it? So. No, no, not too busy talking about in the 7th greatest team in the world. I know that's my question. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think his was just a, a sly dig at um, the English game and I thought it was quite funny to be honest. Uh, that was a great wee sketch before the game yeah. on Sunday. Or Saturday sorry, at Broadwood.
1: I do like my question.
0: Yeah. So what about Hibs? <laughs> the two um, sides you, of Hibs. Yeah,
1: you're no. you d- getting your value for money with Hibs this season, and even the end of last season. It's just, how many goals are in Hibs
0: games these days? Oh, it's. I, I worry about the um, for them going away from home if they're persistent with Adam Bogdan and go He is a dreadful goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, he was the main reason Bolton got relegated for the Premier League goal these years ago and he's never kicked on. At Liverpool it was so bad that Liverpool called Danny Ward back from Aberdeen. Um and he never covered himself in glory with any of the two goals. So I think they'll end up get Marciano back in um for that game. Um yeah. but great I'll, spirit I'll, I'll, from Hibbs to get I'll back to. and yeah. uh Canberry scoring the winning goal. Um, Boyle looked pretty good. Yeah, going forward Hibbs look a, a real threat but they need to sort themselves out at
1: the back. Yeah, 2-0 down. I thought they were done um, in the tie. Uh, but to not only fight back to... I mean, they got it back to two each. Then um, the Greeks went down to 10 men with about five minutes left. And then Habs the winner. So to even get themselves back in that tie was impressive. To be taking a lead to Greece might actually count for something. Now, I agree. I think I, I, I probably fear for them over there. Uh, cause I because the Greeks will be will be favourite with two away goals. You only need to win one 0 Um, but Hibs are attacking threat. I wouldn't be surprised if it's another five goal thrower <laughs> Um, it would be nice if Hibs can get through. Uh, but I think it's going to be can they outscore themselves. It
0: depends what end of the pitch. If Ambrose scores, as well
1: both <laughs> we talked about that last week the, the, the own goal though. if you scored a own goal early in the game then you probably score one at the other end later on I yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> well, what's
2: the things I noticed Ambrose Arnlon and Gregor Wacker playing midfield or anyone know
0: Sure. I know they took um, Whittaker off at 2-0 and David Gray come on, he got one of the goals um, so that tells you probably where Whittaker is now um, David but, Gray likes to uh, go on a 3-2 win doesn't he? Yeah, true <laughs> um, But yeah, that's a, it's a good lead to take over um, having been 2-0 down and yeah, we'll wait and see if they can what Hibs turns up in the Thursday night, could be both, like we had in the first leg, but I suspect if um, the bad Hibs turns up, they will um, not get away with it, like they did last week, um, so they need the good tips to turn up, for the 90 minutes. Yeah, so, so fingers it, crossed, they so can get it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that might help, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed, they can they can get a result over the I mean, a draw, fine, great, they'll go through a draw, right. Um if they could win over there, that would be great, but I'm not going to ask for too much. Just, I, mean, I, I, I think the thing that would surprise me the most is if it was a 0-0 draw. <laughs> that's that's probably the one thing I could probably confidently predict will not happen. <laughs> and then Rangers we went to Croatia
2: and
1: get a 1-0 win? Yeah, I mean, from what I heard of that game, um, the, the Croatians were... They had a few chances but never really confident in taking them. Um, whereas Rangers were again clean sheet. That's a third clean sheet in Europe in a row so far. Um, got their away goal through uh, Morelos. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic result. It's probably the it's probably the best result of the four um, to, to win away from home. Uh, although you remember winning uh, away from home in Croatia, don't you? Yes. Was it three 0 I guess over there. Three 0 it was, it? It was yeah. yeah. See, that was a that was a belter of a result. Um, but no, i mean, been fucking at it. they are they're, they're doing doing job for that's um, two wins and a draw so far. So yeah, turning away. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we
0: can
1: finish the job. That's first, yeah. Yeah. The 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 thing. That Rangers only to watch is 1 nil away from home is a funny result because if they concede at all in the second leg, then it's all square. Um, so it seems pretty good on the face of it. If Russie have had taken some of their chances, it could have been different. They may well get chances at Ibrox. If they take them, that's, that's their ego cancelled out. So it's. So, uh, wouldn't it make sure they're not complacent more than anything else? You'd still fancy Rangers with the the lead away from away from home. Will finish the job at home. So um, fingers crossed they can do that and get through to the, the third quarter. Yeah,
0: I think defensively they're looking quite solid. Uh, they've brought in that boy Conor Goldson. In uh, for what I hear, he was um, a standout last week. I think he um, they're looking more solid. Um, so you'd expect at home that they'd go and see the tie-off but you never know, you can't underestimate these teams especially one whose oh. um, nation reached the World Cup final um, I know this team are not heard of in these parts but you um, can't underestimate them too much because how many times have we done that before um, and it's come back to bite us and no team's an exception for it so we'll wait and see what happens but um, but yeah, it's looking good for them and for Scottish football um uh, all four could get through or even three at the four could get through it'd be great. Um I know everyone has an individual preference on that, um that's another story, but you know, the but you know, the Scottish football bodies and will look at it and say, well that's three or four of our teams so through that's good for us.
1: Yeah, the, the thing about qualifying is that the, the wins and the draws and stuff don't count to your own coefficient but they count to the, the Scottish coefficient which in turn is the thing that decides what round we all enter the, the competition at. So, I mean, if we can boost the Scottish coefficient a little bit we're not playing four qualifying rounds, we're playing three, or, God, I two, if we could ever get back to that. Um, if you got high enough in it, you would even get a second team in the Champions League. Um Remember those heady days? It would be the, the non-champions uh, path, but you're not going to face the likes of uh, the, the fourth team in England or Spain because or, they're all automatic qualifying already. So you have a better chance now. Having been a n- non-qualifier, so the more good results that all the Scottish teams can pack up, the better for everybody that's, that's playing in, in Europe. So. It would be nice these results would count towards your own coefficient because then it would make your draw a little bit easier because you might be seeded in them in, in future years. But even to get to around closer to the, the group stage would be nice because then you get to the group stage and then you can put yourself in for the the, the decent points for the coefficient and get yourself in a seeded position. Well, so I think that last season, we
2: were like 23rd of season in Europe.
1: Are we ranked 23rd or are we heading for 23rd? Um, this so is where This
2: is where you Google UEFA BERT and just read it all. We started, from what I've seen, we started 23rd. Uh, and We need to reach 15th to get two, two teams in the Champions League, five clubs in total, and all would skip the first round. But, yeah, but,
1: but to do that, we need to
2: get an insane
1: amount but, of good results over the next few years. Aye.
2: Um, so it's oh, not suppose, a, suppose, if, we're all, suppose it was. It looked like we're going to slip to twenty sixth. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, um,
1: so at, uh, at the moment, uh, because the results <laughs> we've picked up, we'll be sitting twenty fourth next year. Um, we still have team. We still have all four teams. There's still a good chance we can move up to the, the rankings. Um, Azerbaijan are like point two of a coefficient or point two five coefficient points ahead of us, and they've only right. one team left in Europe, so we could get back up to twenty third with uh, some decent results this week. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're a good But we're not, we're not too far behind the likes of uh, like Serbia and Poland, and they're up in like, 19th, 20th. They're only like, one ahead of us. So and again, a good amount of results from all four teams would certainly help us move up the ranks. To get up to the likes of 15th, you're talking another... what. Like, well, they're a good five points ahead of us, uh, the Czech Republic. So that would be a sustained effort over the next few years to get to that kind of point again. But certainly getting up to, up to the point that we can start bringing in teams around later,
0: it's not unachievable. Yeah, we don't want to be in the position where our teams are starting European competition in the middle of a World Cup or European Championship.
1: Yeah, yeah especially if, if by some miracle Scotland can qualify for something. <laughs> we'll actually half players that might be there? True. It's a tough ask. Still, we'll see what
2: happens. Anyway, what's we'll to play for for all the
0: teams? I would say. Yeah. Do you think Rangers will go in the next round with uh, Kyle Lafferty in their team?
2: Not
1: unless they increase what they're offering Hearts. Although I mm-hmm. know the media are already trying to push to to get that move to go through. What, uh, the, the last thing I was reading was that agents are going to go and speak to Hearts about getting him as moved to Rangers. That's not how it works. Rangers have to agree a fee, then your mm-hmm. agent gets involved. Until then, back off. Yeah. And like, for Rangers to come in and offer 200,000 or something? For- in
2: instalments.
1: Yeah. So it's, Come on.
2: I suppose it's the old story about if a club was after a player, the wall was offered lower than what the value them my- at. And that's the same as any team, probably.
1: But, um, but yeah, he's yeah. so got to a couple of it more. But the the statistic I seen was Kyle Kelleher scored more goals against Celtic last season than Rangers did. <laughs> so no wonder they're after him to try and bolster their squad and make it improved. But And also, always failed that he's likely
2: to jump in at a chance of signing for
1: him. Yeah, because obviously he's been at Iroks before and uh, was, was was reasonably successful there. So he's he's a Rangers man so of course and they move very probably does interest them Uh, but again the same as McGinn going to Celtic if Celtic want McGinn they'll need to pay it or wait it out if Rangers want Lafferty they'll need to pay what it was worth or wait it out and I think in Celtic's case McGinn's young enough you can wait it out because it's only a year Um, I'm not sure how long Lafferty's uh, contract is but he's in his 30s already so there's there's, there's less time to wait out there (laughs)
0: I'm not convinced it'd be a great signing for Rangers. I mean, um, because last season he was good, he was decent last but I don't think at Rangers he would score the same amount of goals. Um, I think he's too inconsistent. But um I th- we'll wait and see what how it all materialises, but as you say, Chris, um they've got to up the anti weaver. I don't think they'll it'll be of or a million pound Laharster hearts report the no. one that'll not come anywhere close to that. I think no, you'll I'm get it for it. like three, four hundred thousand maybe, but um, it'll get sorted one way or another
1: yeah that's still twice out the price that they've offered so far um, Rangers have obviously got this legal belt to pay for the Sports Direct stuff that's been going on with the, in the courts um, I'm not even going into that because I don't want to, I, I don't really know enough about it to be honest I'm not a businessman um, but it seems that Sports Direct are going to have the contract for selling the jerseys anyway despite getting paid off what, months ago I don't know they lost the legal case it's going to cost the 500000 that's the only thing I know so yeah that's, that's, that's um, a bit of a dent the Steven Gerrard's transfer budget I would imagine
2: I suppose I still want a couple
1: of more plus anyway they've spent I think, a bit already so yeah I mean they've obviously had to, to rebuild that team so um, Gerrard so far is getting what he wants so um, yeah he seems to be getting decent results out of it as well so it's looking, looking promising in uh, the early days for Gerard. So obviously we'll see how things pan out as the league season takes off. Um as it will do at the weekend. But we should shall come on to that later. Well
0: since John's got more connection issues, we'll move into the League Cup then, Chris. Did you see yes. any reaction?
1: <laughs> um I didn't unfortunately. Um but Obviously, I know how everything played out. Uh, we've, we've, we've done the draw for the um, the, the second round. And um, and Hearts were in it, thankfully for them. Uh, that two-point deduction they got was just enough to make sure that they eat their way through as group winners. one points with Inverness, <laughs> but was a much better goal difference. Yeah, I if, think... they dock, if they'd been docked to three points that they earned for cheating against Cove Rangers, then maybe they would have been out, because Inverness are out. Mm-hmm. so uh, I think the have been screwed over but that's one to be honest, should be group winners
0: I know John Robertson uh, made a point of that before the game um, and he was yeah. right to do so because I mean, we we spoke about it last week's it um, seems before that like, we have been knocked at, um, were knocked at the Scottish Cup because of it and, and things like that but it should have been as we said a th- um, a 3-0 victory to Cove Rangers who yeah. got zero points out it um, and they were the ones that had been cheated um, but that being said, Inverness knew the scenario all they had to do was make sure they didn't lose by more than three goals and they no. lost by five and the defender was terrible Some good goals that scored mind you but um, there was yeah. a couple of goals to Stephen Naismith in the second half that were easy headers weren't, wasn't picked up and I know John Robertson wasn't happy in his post-match interview
1: Yeah I mean I, I can understand it Robertson before the game was talking about, about the Hart situation but after the game was talking about his own problems um, but yeah, it's. We questioned it last week why it was two points at Hearts were deducted, um, and I think now that everyone's uh, finalised, we can see exactly why it was two points. Just <laughs> to be sure, Hearts get through and Hearts have get through in the draw in Dunfermline. So, um, not want to side with anyone here, but good luck to Dunfermline on that one. Not to cheats it. Let's restore some sporting integrity at the game.
0: <laughs> I think the other big one at the weekend was uh, Murdoch getting through, um, having at one point, Let's just though they were heading it, one down to Clay. Clay were playing quite well, Goodwill scores a good goal. Um, and then I think Clyde just ran out of gas and Murdoch did enough. Um, three, three goals and they got through. Um, it didn't affect Queen of South end, because Queen of South went through as one of the best four runners up. Yeah. Um, but for below that would have been a, a kick in the teeth having reached the final uh, both competitions last season.
1: Yeah, that would have been a bit of a shock. But um, yeah, they'll, they'll face uh, Lovingson, which is, is the, the, the Premiership newcomers. Um, and Queen of South, you mentioned earlier, they'll be facing St Johnson So, um, I mean. And, well, I say, I've I never seen much of the the group stage at any point, unfortunately. But would you make it a draw? Anything stand out for you? Glasgow yeah. derby, it's going to open it up on Saturday,
0: lunchtime? Yeah, so see, um, commanders. They just obviously tie the round. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. That's uh, the Sunday Wednesday game, isn't it? Is it lunchtime? I Think so. Sunday, yeah. it's certainly Sunday anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's that's the tie of the It's, it's at Rugby Parks. So, Kilmarnock. Um, did really well last season under uh, Steve Clark I think they'll be hoping to push on from that and start the season better than they did last season certainly mm-hmm. um, given how strongly they finished it uh, they took points off Celtic and Rangers at Bugby uh, Park last season so they might fancy their chances in the League Cup tie against Rangers there um, I, I don't know why I'm talking to you guys about defeats to come on because you were basically on the bogey team <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's that like, listen, to come out? It's been such a while. Yeah. Since <laughs> it's 2012,
1: 2013. <laughs> yeah, that's something before, I us um, say, So, yeah, I mean, are you happy with your draw, home draw? This one?
0: Yeah, I'm happy with the hey, home draw. So, and you go, John, since we're not here for you in three minutes. <laughs> I think you always be pleased by home tie.
2: That's yeah. all you can yeah. ask for. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a winnable one um, a lot to pay I know September won 6 on the weekend but they're still cheering a new team as well but we expect us to come through um, yeah I think the most interesting ties the Commandant Rangers won I think Celtic will be too strong for Partick um, the Felman Hearts could be a potential um, banana skin um, Queen of South and St Johnson could be tricky too Um it's all not think St Johnson as good a score as they did in previous years and no. Stephen Dolby started in fire um. I think um, Dundee Air should be interesting because mm-hmm. Dundee
1: and about hit and miss Air United seem to really enjoy this tournament they've got some ridiculous uh, record in the group stages in the last three seasons so they've dropped like two points or something over three years
2: yeah <laughs> um, sorry,
1: it's weekend
0: yeah, he scored two. Um, the second was an absolute peach um, chip over the goalkeeper. He started, in five, I think he scored, what, two hat-tricks so far? Oh, I thought he scored one
2: weekend.
0: No, I think he got two. No, sorry, he did score one. Sorry, you're right, it was Moffat got first. Just used to him scoring two or three, three a game just now. Should we move
2: on to the Premiership review then? Yeah, um, just
1: worth noting the uh, these this round of the league cups getting played on the eighteenth and nineteenth of August, so it's a couple of weeks away yet. Uh, but it's the weekend, so I'm guessing the the league just stops that weekend.
0: Yeah, I think it's because of the European fixtures because yeah the European ties you know, up every week midweek. Yeah. Um
1: exactly. so but, It's um, fun. But yeah, it's has been interesting. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. So we've got a couple of weeks in the league first before that happens, um, including this weekend. Uh, well, obviously, um, game of the weekend will be Aberdeen Rangers on the Sunday. Both teams playing Thursday night, so that game had to take place on a Sunday. Um, there's also uh, Hibs playing on the Sunday. They play somebody.
0: <laughs> well done Chris <laughs> I no, don't I actually know the fixtures other than our I game uh,
1: unfortunately the, the BBC website has been utterly useless because it's only shown of the Saturday games I was playing Motherwell at home yeah so yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it was shown by the four games on Saturday so it was shown the Sunday games um, but yeah uh, so that's, that's two good games on Sunday but um, the, the opener obviously the, the flag day at Celtic Park Celtic hosting Kenny Miller's Livingston. I wonder if Kenny will play himself because you know how he always loved to go against Celtic.
0: I think he will. He's played himself in the, um, the League Cup, scored against uh, was it Airdre scored against? I think so, yeah. Yeah, um, I know he scored in the group stages anyway. Um, but yeah, the, so we've put our predictions on, online um, that's on the Scottish Football Forum's website. So, we might as well talk about some. I've got Livingston to go down this year. Um, I think the only thing that the, the four of us, sorry, five of us, have got in common is we predicted predicting Celtic to win the league. All right, not everyone
1: predicted Livingston going
0: down? Not everyone predicted Livingston going down. Me and okay. you did. Um, yeah. Craig went with Dundee, who I've got for the playoff. Um, John went with Livingston. and So, it's just one out of four that didn't go with Livingston. Um,
1: right. well, I've got I've got Hamilton in the playoffs because it's got to happen at some point they've got to get Some <laughs> they always manage to escape I guarantee the, the season I decide they're not going to go down is the season they go down so Hamilton fans you can thank me now for putting me up because I'll be safe <laughs> yeah. That's
0: awesome. See, this is the first season since they've come up that I've not predicted Hamilton in the bottom two um, I've got Dundee in the playoff because it's I just think that Neil McCann's going to get caught out this season and they've not really added a lot of good quality to their squads from what I can see this year. Um I was going to say John also went with Dundee for the playoff. Um in fact John, you're the only one that in the top six you've not got hearts. Everyone else got a combination of Celtic, Aberdeen, Rangers, Hibs, Cumberland and Hearts, but you've snuck Motherland instead of the jambos.
2: I don't see why everyone's saying Hearts will do so well. I can't really see that they're open, really. McLean, aye, but maybe get rid of it. But a lot of them are unknowns as well. As Motherwell might not do so well in the Cup this year, but I think they'll probably get, get most of the squad together. And then I, I think they've added Sinclair as well. well I think like that's... I think that's... and think Chris
1: Boyd is, is quoted somewhere as saying recently that Kamara playing for the, the one spot because everybody expects like Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen, Hubs and Hearts to be the other five in the top six. Um, but I think, I would agree with you, I think um, Hearts are probably the, the dodgiest of what I've predicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would agree, Mullable probably the, the, the best option to come in there. But I mean, I, I, we were. There's a thing on the BBC website where they do the kind of one to twelve prediction of the, the table. I found it really hard to decide who was going to finish well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, what, what you said, I do think the top six will be Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, in that kind of rough order. Um, but it could easily be. Have like third or have second or hearts third or come I don't know where they're going to, they might be challenged for Europe this season I think it's going to be really interesting a sort of battle for the top six equally I think the like seventh to tenth could be any order whatsoever um I think Livingston are going to struggle this season like, I've put Hamilton he's been in the playoff but it could easily be Dundee uh, it could easily be St Johnson because we said they're kind of struggling as well so. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting, interesting season. Um, but possibly the, the, even more interesting than that is going to be the championship. Because as hard as I found that to predict, the championship is nearly impossible. Yeah, I <laughs> was that
2: the championship. Because you even though the team I put in the playoff to go down, I don't actually think will go down at the moment. I don't know. I don't know enough about who they've signed. Everyone signed. I don't. You look. Um, and keeps on scoring like he does. Then the year might
0: not be in that playoff position at the bottom. Well, the thing is, we've all uh, between the fives. We've got three different teams winning the league. Um, two of us have got Partick. Two of us have got um, Dunfermline and John. You with Ross County. Uh, there's a um, again in the playoffs. There's a different combination of teams in there. Um, it's. I think most of us got Allah either relegating the playoff apart from you, Chris. You think they'll stay up? Um, I've got Morton in the playoff because I think they've lost a lot of players. Um, I'm not sure about Ray McKinnon. Um, it's good, and I just think yeah hey, might have too many more goals. But you just never know. That was harder to predict than any of the Premier League ones, from my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only reason I've not got Allah in there is because I've seen them not the playoff for BBC Alba and I thought the fighting spirit was good I thought that might be enough to, to keep them up um, but again yeah it kept, I mean nowhere did I mention like the likes of um, Falkirk or the, I've got, I was one of the ones that spoke to Fairmont to win it because I think they've got a really decent squad this season I think getting Elbak Tui on loan for Dundee eh, back to where he, he was making his name originally I think that's been inspired um the playoffs, security Scouting Dundee United, I could easily see Falkirk in there. Depends what Paul Hartler does. Um you could easily see Falkirk winning a week, depending on what Paul Hartley does. So it's, it's it's very mixed up. I mean like um I think Queen of the South are going to struggle this season. But they may well not, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think for them it depends a lot on Dobie If he's out for yeah. any point in the season that's when they'll struggle. Um whereas in the team he's good for a few goals. Um the I mentioned the manager uh, you mentioned Paul Hartley I think he's one of the favourites um, to lose his job because it's not quite happened for him yet Folk. if he doesn't start well he's in trouble um, personally I went with Shaba. I can't see any other outcome Um no. Shaba last they've started poorly they ended last season poorly didn't get up with the biggest budget in the league by far um, I just can't see them going up and even though they've taken a couple of Dunfermonds players I just think um, under him it's going to end in failure um, but I noticed that uh, Tony went with Kenny Miller, doesn't see that lasting, and Craig went with Alan Archibald. John, you avoided that question, I don't know if you forgot about it. <laughs> Aye, I
2: don't
0: like that
1: stuff in the before the season started. No, but... I, I, I mean, I agree with you, It's just got to be Lazzle, I mean, the fact he struggled so badly in the league cup already has him in a sugar peg. He was already in a sugar peg for last season. I I mean, I don't expect him to get sacked before the weekend. <laughs> but if they start the league badly, I think very quickly he'll be gone. I've got done United making the playoffs because I reckon he'll be gone so quickly, they'll replace him with somebody else, and they will probably rally after that.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, mean. I don't think anyone will be sacked before this podcast, which is what happened with uh, Ian Gathrow <laughs> last year, 10 <laughs> hours into August. <laughs> so I don't think anyone will be sacked that quickly. Um, but hey, well, it's the, not like you to be that, in the fence thanks. John what's that it's not like you to be in the fence it's normally me it's on the fence No, nah,
2: I've not seen anyone in this just now do it anyway. oh that's often I
1: see you know I think Stevie Gerrard will get sacked when you gobble them sacks now on the weekend no no <laughs> yeah? <my> muscles don't
0: <laughs> I've actually got them down as winning um, one of the trophies this season I've got Aberdeen for the Scottish Cup I think that one is 90% heart, 10% head, to be perfectly honest. But we've <laughs> so got to get that monkey off the back sooner or later. This year will be year 29 since we last won it. Um, we can't get any. We can't. We're still look, under 100 years for Hibs, mind you. But <laughs> uh, we can't have that run going on.
1: No, I mean, Celtic have never won the Scottish Cup three times in a row in their history. Um, so I'm hoping this year's the year to do it. But then I'm also hoping that we get seventh, the, the seventh trophy in a row, because that's the Scottish record. So that means you need to win the League Cup, and I'm hoping we do eight league yeah. titles in a row. So yeah, I've, I've predicted Celtic to win a third treble in a row. I will be very surprised if that happens. It's, that's very much head the, the heart-rolling head. What would you say, John?
0: Get about treble, trebles Yeah, hopefully. Um, I don't know. We only had the treble, treble, but um, but we can't have that happening this season. Um, yes, we can. No, we can't. That's that. That's nice and that rolls off the tongue. Treble,
1: treble, because it's almost a David Bowie song. <laughs> <laughs> you could take. You could take the treble, treble. Make it triple drive watch? Wasn't
0: that no, no? No. Songs. No. Are we Are just we rolling sure we back? Did... Sorry. What? Are we just rolling back the years here with our podcast teams? Because last week it was seventies uh, comedians and they were going to seventies eighties uh, singer. And David Bowie.
1: Bowie is ageless. Aye. When I, when I was a child I remember watching Labyrinth That was probably all of that movie So that's uh, that's,
0: 80s. that's the weirdest film I've ever seen in my life
1: It scared me when I was a kid But it was a good scared You're He was scared The Leprechaun The
2: what? The
1: Leprechaun <laughs> That's so weird I've only ever seen the Wayne's World impersonation of The Leprechaun <laughs> Where Wayne's and Garth 90s movies now, excellent, okay. Let's get be pretty quick, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the only thing I've not predicted Celtic winning was the Challenge Cup, although I was slightly tempted to put Celtic Colts. But I couldn't bring myself to write Colts, because I hate that phrase. I don't, I'd at least written Celtic in the 21s. But no, I went for the New Saints to win that, because I think somebody outside Scotland is going to win that just shortly.
0: <laughs> I think league, league 1, there was a match between Timbatt and the um, winning it and. Winston
1: really struggled in the League Cup. That's what put me off putting them yeah. in anything
0: Aye. And Clyde's, I think, Moses had uh, four out of five put Clyde to win League Two. Um, I think the goodwill facts and the fact um Danny Lennon's their manager they, ra- they ended the season quite strongly as well. I think they'll yeah. no kick on from there. Um, I think, uh, yeah,
1: I'd agree. I was just going for Clyde as well. Um, did anybody go for anything other than Cowden Beast for the playoff?
0: I went to Berwick Rangers. Oh, okay, interesting. No, I think you I, I went to Medium. Yeah, you went to Edinburgh City, John?
2: Yep. No, I'm telling you. Is it Gary Boland in charge? Yeah. And they had a, a reasonable League Cup campaign. Aye, they won a couple of games. Um
0: then they get scared by hearts but then so did Inverness um, so yeah they got a bit of respectability I don't think they'll finish bottom this season I think they'll um, avoid that this
1: year City um, yeah, City's an interesting choice because they were in the same section as Clyde and finished above them <laughs> 5 points to Clyde's 4 so yeah, that's an interesting choice for the finishing bottom of that division turned around the fortunes and the, the, those two cases
0: I think they won a penalty shout-out against uh, Clyde.
1: Oh, is that where they get an extra points? Aye,
0: yeah. and they beat um and they beat Renard, Clyde. Um, obviously just beat Stranraer.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I say just beat Stranraer. Stranraer took points up, although. Um, True. Yeah, and there was a lot of variety about who was going down um for the respective leagues and who was going to finish the playoff. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see we will have this conversation in May next year, which seems ages away.
1: Yes, it is very far away. Um so yeah, all this will be in your blog on the, on the Scottish Football Forum's website, right?
0: It sure is, and I'll get it tweeted after this podcast. There we go,
1: there's a blog done. Good stuff <laughs> <laughs> So um back to last weekend action though. Yeah where we get everything started. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like I say, Flag flagged at Celtic Park, going against Livingston. Uh, Three o'clock kick-off, so not in the telly, which is odd. I seem to remember Flag Day always being in telly, but obviously telly decided to show the game of the weekend, Aberdeen Rangers. Um, other games: Hamilton Hearts. Interesting to see how Hamilton start this season. Whether Hearts win that. Um, Kamara, Gomez, go and Johnson, and St. Mirren. You know, I suppose it was their Flag Day as well. Yeah. Up against
0: Dundee. Dundee. Uh, come Alex Johnson, Peter the same fixture last season. They made an opening day. Maybe one. it saint Johnson. Yes, yeah, saint Johnson won that two one. That will yeah. be part. Michael and scored the winner. Yeah, because
1: come on, Nick, were awful to start the season. I don't mm. see them being awful this season. Nah, I don't like Steve Clark got them. So yeah, I fancy come on win that actually.
0: See nice. anything standout shocks for the weekend? Well, why don't we do our predictions? Do we need to predict scores? Because I'm, I'm never any good at scores. Yeah, we might as well continue theme <sighs> and we might do our own way, um, we Mini League. <laughs> I'm
1: not keeping track of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Scottish Show before was Predictor, was always pretty good at that, but um, yeah. not an option these days, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. So Celtic against Livingston which um, score score's going to be Chris? Um, I think Celtic I'll get
1: three points out of this um, I kind of want to say 4-0 but then I also want to say 4-1 because Kenny Maron might play himself and score because you know? that's gonna play us. Um so yeah I'm, ach, I don't know if he'll even play I'll say 4-0 Celtic
0: yeah. John if you're still there I've always been here, for <laughs> now. You keep cutting out and I'm not taking over from your hosting duty, it's just because we can barely hear you. Yeah. Because we've established that you're the better host of the three of us, so...
1: Sorry, i <laughs> the doing stuff, stuff.
0: <laughs> When I did the World Cup pro- um, blog, so not blog, podcasty, that's why I'm a shit host. <laughs> um... I'm going to go three zero. podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'll bleep that out. I'm going to out of your head. Didn't. <laughs> oh, anyway, join <laughs> four zero. He's just going.
1: we go. Right, he's just going to tell us the scores. So yeah, <laughs> same as me. All right. Um, right, have on hearts. Go, join. Yeah. <laughs> hearts. Also join. 2-2 Desmond. Desmond. (laughs) You could just have said Desmond there, I don't know what he meant. Um, I will go 1-0 hearts. if I said 2-2
2: Desmond, you'll at least hear part of it. You have one another. 2-2 the Desmond. (laughs)
0: <laughs> or
1: just days. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we've got you. Come on, and Johnson. Mm-hmm.
2: 2 1, Come on. Yeah, I'd agree with
0: that. 2 0, Come on, Luxon uh,
1: St. Munn and Dundee.
0: 1 0, St. Munn.
2: I'll
1: say one each. One, one, one each. And then the Sunday fixtures, we have the game at Potaudry, Aberdeen versus Rangers.
2: But you can't really split them. They've got both Aberdeen and Rangers at 13-8. I'm going to
0: go one each.
1: I'm going Paul band. No, no.
0: 2-1 Aberdeen is that the first um, of 38 victories you're predicting for us this aye, season
1: probably yeah Aberdeen un- un- invincible season <laughs> but only in John's head uh, so yeah um, right Hibs Mullerville final game of the weekend in the Premiership
0: 4-2 Hibs
1: <laughs> I knew it was going to be high score <laughs> I nearly <laughs> said 5-4. I know, I was sitting there going 6-5. <laughs> <five." laughs>
0: <laughs> well, those two hold the record for high high scoring game. a six-each game, I know. Yeah. I,
1: was, uh, I was reading it that earlier, because Ian Crocker's been commentating on Scottish football for 20 years. <laughs> oh,
0: how well,
1: long he's been going? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's how long he's been on Sky for. Um, he said he actually did, did the commentary for the a playoff in the mid-90s. You remember Raveline, Aberdeen? Aberdeen you know, like, yeah. He did, he
0: he did the for commentary for too. Mm-hmm.
1: There we go, that's that one.
0: He's probably a bit the only good one on Sky, to be fair.
1: I do, I do like Ian Crocker. I like Ian Crocker. Um, I missed him today as well. Um, he was good on, on BT Sport, but uh, aye, it's uh, I do like Ian Crocker. He's a, very infamous for commentaries.
0: Yes, wowie! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is sensational. Yeah, He's the one I always remember.
0: Very awesome.
1: Or to give it a, Larson, always oh, in. And Larson, that is sensational. There you go. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I have some bulldog. So, it's tricked us up. You say 4 2 hubs, I will go 3 1 hubs. Desmond. Hey. <laughs> 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 Alright, so it's also opening day in the other divisions. Uh, so. Scottish championship we have um, champ earlier the champions in the league one weren't they they're opening up against Patrick Thistle that should be an interesting game <laughs> the Dundee Pitch- United on Fernland which is a good stand out there I think uh, like I say I Dundee United already um, a run at that league if uh, to do anything this season and get up finally Um, but having predicted on Fernland I think that could be a really interesting game um, Falking less looks like it could be interesting as well and then the other games are Martin, Queen of South, Ross County, Alwa. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're, we all agree the Championship's going to be a, a very open affair.
0: Yeah, thanks. It's normally a really good league. Um, but the fact that the playoffs have been introduced has made it even better. Um, yeah. Without a doubt, But um And it was good last season that you got someone coming up from um, the playoffs as well. Um, I know it was unfortunate for Partick Thistle, but... Um, Sometimes you need a bit of freshness. But yeah, I think Alan Archibald's got his stay of execution. With. I think, um, had he not done what he did the season before, Thistle might have binned him last season. Yeah. So it's good that they've given him that opportunity. So he needs to get off to a good start. And they've got a difficult opening away fixture. Um, I think the could be dark horses this season. I don't know if they'll win the league necessarily, because I've got Thistle. But I think they've got a good manager now, Alan Johnson. Um, and they've got over the disappointment of losing by after nine days.
2: Yeah,
1: they got over a disappointment. Big oh.
2: card, bastard. Joe Ardo <laughs> will be a <laughs> masterclass.
0: Mm-hmm. He will be. Yeah, he's a good player. Where did where's he went? He went to. He not got silver. Oh, flight. He's
2: going flight. Yeah, failed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. So for Clyde, same time. <laughs> um, week one. Can stand out for you there. Um, we'll just get the fixtures up. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy my saying something. I don't know if he was saying stand out of the troubles. But... <laughs> He's
2: 5th and bottom.
1: He's 5th and Barton, yeah. That's. And to this one. These five Did they come up Or were they in that division already <laughs> they, were, they were in the division already
0: Because
1: yeah. the band obviously Came down through the playoff And lost that an extra time That was the, the game against Alba I was talking about yeah. um, So they were hoping to bounce back I think The ones are have tipped They come back up uh, But these Rovers Obviously disappointed Having lost it In the final day of the title And then losing it In the playoffs afterwards Haven't started too great In the League Cup this season they are looking to, to Get moving Soon Um Breaking City managed to pick up a win in the League Cup so that's that monkey off their back Well the
0: monkey's
1: still in the back the monkey's still in the back because it goes to the League Cup So um, they open up a way to Stennis Muir and I think Stennis Muir is one of the favourites to get relegated so um, they might end up pretty quick if they can Um, I've got Stennis Muir to go straight down so it's possible that's a Breaking City for the playoffs Um, Fairly confident they'll put last season behind them pretty quick and look well, to be one of the teams that's coming back up again.
0: There's a wee Angus Darby there, Montrose, the League Two champions, flag day against our brothers who were in the Playoffs they got last season. Um, so that could be a wee feisty yep. wee encounter down there. That well, could be. At Links pack. <laughs> right, mass, Siri just went off randomly there, <laughs> even though I didn't touch it. <laughs> Uh, yes. Siri is listening Siri yeah. always listening I think Siri said interesting because I said interesting there so Siri agrees that Montrose are both interesting
1: Fair enough
0: so at least one person agrees with me <laughs> probably the only one
1: uh, so yeah League 2 Clyde versus Coudon Booth is probably the standout for me because that's uh, the team I've tipped to win the division the team I've tipped to finish bottom but as we say it's the, the Gary Bowen going away to um, Danny Lennon's team so it could be an interesting one. Um, other games in that are Athletic <laughs> Elgin, Peterhead, Queen's Park. Good shout, John. I think that could be an interesting one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Edinburgh City host Albion Rovers and Berwick Rangers. Your tip to go down. Uh, they're hosting Stur and Albion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're well, getting underway finally. I said, finally, it doesn't even feel like that long since the season finished because we've had the World Cup to keep us entertained, and then Europe started. While the World Cup was still going on, so it's not really ended.
0: Yeah,
1: it was that kind of, couple of weeks wall between the end of the season and then the start of the World Cup, but I mean, even that, the Champions League final in the middle. Of
0: it. One thing I will say, um, it's such a shame that this year wasn't uh, that wasn't the season for summer football kicked in because it would have been great. These last few weeks were just a glorious sunshine. Although then again, teams matter what the games called off because of the the temperature. Remember? Yeah, it's too hot. <laughs> I, let's not play. <laughs> I remember Chris Boyd famously um, wanted to come off in the Scottish Cup final in two thousand nine because it was too hot. <laughs> um, wow! E- e- even though even though David Weir managed to last the final ninety minutes at the age of forty. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Yeah. But yeah whoever, whoever um, the fans are um, of the respective teams uh, it's always the, the best it's always a good day when the opening days of the league fixtures come out that's the one you really wait for um, the league cup's just be a warm up for some teams and yeah, yeah it's always good to get going
1: this is always your favourite time of year of course because right, we're it? At a
0: rightful place at the top of the league
1: top of the league yeah we're second, as always. Be. It's been a long time since we weren't second at this point in the season. When was Airdrie last in the top fight? 92, fight. 93. There you go. That's the last time I like felt it we weren't second in the league at this time in the season. <laughs> so I think that probably wraps us up for this week. Yeah. Um, John's been wrapped up for a while. We should probably release him from his from his hidden chamber. Um, unpack him from the bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah, we probably. probably should have done that before the podcast started. Exactly. I mean, we had to make sure he got home safely for his holiday, and um, so yeah, he's wrapped up nice and tight, and all safe. What
0: we'll, we'll have him ready for next week, hopefully. For all we know, he's probably still in Jamaica right now. <laughs> he's, he's just sitting back there with the um, Bob Marley oh, chains.
1: No, not a thing. <laughs> that, that's just oh, really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh. there's our podcast title. Where's Johnny?
1: <laughs> and before next week was here's Johnny.
0: <laughs> well, that could be a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm.
1: I'm trying not to think about some of the stuff I've read in the BBC website today. Um, oh. you might want to read it if you've been using. Durex recently I'm going to a I um, at the, at, at, right next to that story in the BBC website earlier was one about um, women using abortion pills illegally, I'm not sure if those two stories are linked in any way. <laughs> um, there was also the guy who put a fire out by peeing on it um, and then there was some about rejuvenating a certain area of the female anatomy it's been a very strange day on the BBC website. <laughs> maybe well,
0: maybe there'll be some proper news tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If we were doing first goal scorer, I bet it's that note would have been good well, if for first goal scorer, but we're not. Hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, we should probably wrap it up at this point. Cause, um,
0: <laughs> yeah, because we're <laughs> in danger of um, going down
1: <laughs> Yes. Um, we could do the wrestling chat, but um, given that three separate wrestlers died yesterday, maybe we should give it a miss. It um, was a, 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 a bit of a shocking day, to be honest. Um, two of them in WWE and one was some other pro wrestling.
0: This is the first um, I've heard, such as my interest in wrestling. It is up there with my interest in Love Island, which is non existent. <laughs> How did, how did you get on this
1: podcast if you don't like wrestling? I don't know. Because <laughs> uh,
0: the, I like Yesterday
1: were uh, Brian Lawler, Nikolai Volkov and Brickhouse Brown. Uh, not yesterday, Sunday they all passed away. Um, okay. Lawler and Volkov were both in WWE. Um, the National Wrestling Alliance was also involved. So. I've
0: never, uh, yeah. I've I've heard of a few wrestlers, but I've never heard of those ones. no. Nah. Sort sorry to disappoint you. Um, oh, well.
1: See, this is what you need, John. If he can tell John.
0: Yeah. See, I, I remember Jerry the King Lawler. Um, Once I remember Hulk Hogan. That's probably the most should. famous one. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, There's not many after that, to be perfectly honest. So, um,
1: I don't. I don't I, I never actually realised Brian Law was Jerry or what, the King Law's son. There you go. That's your mage now, Jerry the King Law.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we should wrap up this. Um, yes. For <laughs> um,
1: so, um, thanks for listening. Um, we both try and retrieve join for next week. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll feed the carrier pigeon for his connection, um, and hopefully we'll be, we'll be better off next week, and we'll be able to have a, a proper.
0: That's that's, <laughs> that's providing Muttley, doesn't he, getting away from stop the pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> Any more cultural references we can throw in here tonight? <laughs> Probably plenty, but we'll be here all day for so, you. So. so yes
1: thanks everybody for listening and um, thanks for persisting with us through the, the difficulties we've had this week um, I hope you've enjoyed it and yeah. uh, we'll talk to you all again next week
0: Yeah, cheers guys cheers <laughs>
1: yeah good get luck editing this
2: <laughs> John <laughs> I'm still here, but I was just scared to talk.